Welcome to Two Pediatricians in a Podcast, a podcast where two pediatricians discuss child health topics of interest to parents in a podcast with new subjects considered every episode. I'm Dr. Lena Rostein. And I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg. And we're both pediatricians from UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm the mother of a newborn baby. I've heard skin-to-skin contact has a lot of benefits for babies, but I've also heard it directly affects brain development and heart rates, which could be good or potentially dangerous for some. Can you discuss the pros and cons of skin-to-skin interaction and care? I don't know anything about this. I mean, skin to skin. To, I've heard I've heard a little bit about this, but skin to skin. I mean, yeah. I don't even know what it means, really. Yeah. So we're going to get into this, but I also wanted to bring up because we're going to do two topics on this. I also got another question from a parent on Instagram via a direct message mm-hmm. that was about wearing your baby. Wearing your baby? <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs> so wearing your baby in like a sling or a wrap, you know, when they're little or even one of those soft carriers. She mm-hmm. was wondering, uh, parent on Instagram, thank you for reaching out, if wearing your baby really makes them cry less. And so I thought these two kind of went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Skin to skin, what the benefits of touch and wearing your baby. Okay. So let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so I have to admit, when I first heard that first question about wearing your baby, I did the same thing as you, like, what? Mm-hmm. But we have seen an increase in this trend. Have we? <laughs> Sorry, I'm still clueless. We have. So baby carrying products first came out in the 1960s. And then over the last decade, they have become increasingly popular. So baby carrying products, you're talking about like like the backpacks or the front those slingy things that sometimes parents wear in the front? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about backpacks, soft packs that they wear in the front, um, or like you're talking about slings. So they're large pieces of fabric. Like you would look at them, they just look like a large scarf, but they actually wrap that around themselves and can carry their baby in that. I mean, I, I've actually seen that in other countries too, where mm-hmm. the um, mothers, I mean, they, really, they, they're, they just take a large blanket or a piece mm-hmm. of fabric or something. It's not like a product. It's, yeah. just some, it's just something they have in the household. Yeah, this is getting a lot, a lot more popular. There's even online and in-person support groups calling Wearing Your Baby International, Wrap Your Baby, and other local baby-wearing groups. So this is a big trend. Okay, so you've, you've convinced me that this is a big trend, and it's different than, like, maybe my generation. It was like babies were in strollers, so this is different. Yep, but if you think about it, wearing your baby has been going on since the evolution of humankind. So if we look back at our closest mammal relatives, which are, are they the apes or the, chimp- the chimps. chimps? Okay, yep. the chimps, okay. These babies are always hanging on to their mothers, right? Right. And as we adapted for walking upright, we lost some of that ability to cling on. You know, we don't have all that hair, but Mm -hmm. it's still instinctual for babies to kind of clasp onto their mothers. Right. And it's really convenient, too, because then moms can be hands-free and still have their infant close. Yeah. It seems a lot nicer than lugging around a whole huge stroller when you're in the mall or, like, you know, you're cooking dinner in the kitchen and you want to have your hands free. So I can see why moms want to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. But not all parents would look at it this way, though, because there's some parenting styles that might utilize it more, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So 
Typically, it's used more among parents who utilize what we call an attachment style parenting. And what's what's that? <laughs> it's a style of parenting where parents provide their children with a firm basis of support, like a safe haven, and adjust their expectations and their attention to the needs of the child's developmental level. And so it sounds like it's also related to... Bonding. Yeah, they do a lot of closeness and touch. These are more parents where we would see them co-sleeping, which we do not support, but mm-hmm. having the baby close a lot more. And just as an aside, the co-sleeping, well, maybe we should do that in a different episode, but yeah. the concern with co-sleeping is... Suffocation of the baby when they're not able to roll out of the way if parents fall into a deep sleep. Yeah, so that's, that's a concern. increased risk of sudden infant death. So but we do support parents being really close to their kids. <laughs> yes, otherwise. we do. We oh. do. Okay, so are we recommending wearing your baby? <laughs> I think that we can, but I want to get into it a little bit more for some babies, and I think that we should delve into why this may be beneficial and what the risks may be. Okay, so for some babies, so I'm still a little bit lost. <laughs> so first, I think we should talk about our first parent question, which was, do you remember? Skin to skin. Yep, okay. skin to skin. Okay, so... um. I can see that there's a connection here because it's both being, you know, the kids being close to the parent. And as pediatricians, we recommend performing skin-to-skin after delivery. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah, skin-to-skin immediately after delivery is when the newborn is placed on the mother or the caregiver's bare skin immediately after birth. And so this is really just after delivery. This isn't Mm -hmm. like a month into life or something like that. It's immediately after delivery. The baby is naked or dressed only in a diaper to maximize the surface-to-surface contact between the caregiver and the infant. Mm -hmm. They're covered with pre-warmed blankets, and really only the infant's head is exposed. Okay, so skin-to-skin is recommended for all mothers and newborns, and this is regardless of planned feeding, whether they're going to do breastfeeding or formula or whether it's a C-section or... Uh, vaginal delivery. It's like immediately after birth, Mm -hmm. and it continues for at least one hour. Mm -hmm. And this topic even made it into the World Health Organization's 10 Steps to Successful Breastfeeding. And it promotes not only successful breastfeeding and parent-infant bonding, but a lot of other amazing things. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I love about working at UC Davis on the delivery floor Mm -hmm. is how strict our nurses are at emphasizing this one-hour rule. I've gone to examine infants to, you know, their first newborn exam, Mm -hmm. maybe like 50 minutes thinking I could push it a little bit and gotten like chased out of the room by the nurses, (laughs) ensuring that our moms get their one hour, which is great. And I love and support. Well, I'd like to see that because you seem pretty strong yourself. So somebody chasing (laughs) you out of the room seems pretty amazing. So, um... Being placed on a caregiver's skin immediately after birth can help a newborn learn to successfully latch and breastfeed, right? That's well established? Yep. And while the benefits of breastfeeding deserve its own topic entirely, I feel like we still need to reiterate why it's so important that these kids learn to latch early when they do skin-to-skin and the benefits of breastfeeding. Absolutely, because breastfeeding has so many health benefits that last a child's lifetime, including decreased risk of infections, obesity, cancer, sudden infant death syndrome, and even higher IQ among those kids. Yeah, it's so amazing when you learn about all of these benefits. And it not only has benefits for the infant, but it has benefits for the mother as well. So in moms, we see decreased risk of breast and ovarian cancer. Um, Skin-to-skin and breastfeeding in that first hour reduces bleeding after delivery, and it also reduces rates of maternal depression. Wow. 
And there's one study I saw that reported that mothers who perform skin-to-skin with their infants were twice as likely to be breastfeeding three months post-birth than mothers in the control group who did not do skin-to-skin. Yeah, that's really impressive. And the longer you breastfeed, like we know, Mm -hmm. the better the outcomes are. So we recommend exclusive breastfeeding for the first six months of life and Mm -hmm. then adding some extra food in. And then we recommend continuing to breastfeed through the first year. Mm -hmm. So what are the other benefits from skin-to-skin? Yeah, so we see that breastfeeding is a huge one. There's a whole other list of benefits. So skin-to-skin immediately after birth has been shown to help stabilize the newborn's temperatures after birth. The body temperature. Mm -hmm. And it prevents it from going too low. Okay, so even though this sounds like it's intuitive and no big deal, (laughs) it can actually be a big deal, right? Yeah, it is a big deal. Right. So we sometimes need to send babies to like the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit for closer monitoring if they can't maintain their temperatures or um, this could result in really prolonged separation from the mother and baby. And we want to avoid this, right? Yeah. It's such a crucial time this right after birth. So having to whisk your baby off to the NICU for just a low temperature, that seems crazy. So this is a great thing that can, can help. And it can also help stabilize the blood sugar concentration. I didn't know that. So, um, cause that can be a big problem for newborns. Mm-hmm. So is this because they're able to breastfeed sooner and more successfully when they're put skin to skin? They don't think that it's just that, but it definitely plays a small role. So it's probably a combination of the breastfeeding in addition to some other internal regulations that help raise the baby's blood sugar quicker. Like something mysterious, like hormones or something. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Okay. So um, there's numerous studies that have also shown that newborn babies have a decrease in their pain response when being held by mothers or fathers. Yeah, that one's really interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I noticed that lots of the recommendations are geared towards babies that are born on time, full term, 40 weeks, nine months, right? But what Mm -hmm. about preemies, premature infants? Do they benefit from skin-to-skin care? Yeah, that's a complicated age group. Um, But the overarching answer is yes. It may not be immediately after birth, like Mm -hmm. we do with full-term babies that are healthy and don't have any other complications. Mm -hmm. But they should be placed skin-to-skin whenever they are stable enough to do so. Because sometimes when they're born, they might have respiratory problems or other things, Mm -hmm. things that need to be stabilized. Yeah, so those kind of situations where skin-to-skin would not be appropriate would be any infant who required resuscitation after delivery, so they were having a hard time breathing on Mm -hmm. their own and may need some supplemental oxygen or support. If it was a very difficult delivery for the mom, if she got some sedating medications that could have been passed to the baby to make the baby a little bit sleepier, um, if she got, you know, general anesthesia or Mm -hmm. a C-section that she was um, anesthetized for, and so mom's too sleepy to do skin-to-skin, those would all be reasons that we may have to delay doing it. Okay, so the mom can't do skin-to-skin, but the parents still want that benefit. So what... What can we do to get those benefits? Yeah, so parents do different things. I had one friend who had to go in for an emergency section, and she still really wanted to do skin-to-skin. It was part of her birth plan. And so her husband just did it, you Mm -hmm. know? He was there, too, and he ended up loving it. So, you know, that first hour, he just took his shirt off and held the baby, and it was really, really special for him. Um, So I think that there are lots of different ways. There's not always one right way that we can get the benefits of skin-to-skin. Okay, now what about those babies that are born prematurely? Are there studies that look into the benefit for for this group of kids? 
There are, and it's called something called kangaroo maternal care. Kangaroo care. Mm -hmm. You can kind of imagine a little kangaroo like your... Like the pouch thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not putting them in a pouch, but (laughs) it's typically the same as skin-to-skin where the infants are being held skin-to-skin with their mother for as many hours a day as possible every day. So this then we're extending beyond just the newborn period. Well, this is talking about in premature infants in the NICU specifically. Mm -hmm. So is it kind of like being closer to being in the womb or something like that? Yeah, you can think of it like that. It helps, again, regulate their temperature. There have been numerous studies on this specific type of care in the neonatal ICU population, Mm -hmm. especially among infants that were born at very low birth weights. Mm -hmm. And this has shown similar benefits to the full-term babies that do skin-to-skin. Okay, so they're wrapped onto the chest kind of like a kangaroo pouch. Mm-hmm. And what, what are these benefits that the preemies mm-hmm. get then? So they also see the increased likelihood of exclusive breastfeeding for up to four months of age. Mm-hmm. It does amazing other things like decreases the risk of newborn infections, mm-hmm. the low body temperature, and the low blood sugar. It prevents against that. And it actually prevents it against hospital readmissions in these babies once they're discharged. Wow, that's a lot of benefits. What about like actual mortality? Like does it in, does it help kids live? Yeah, it is decreased mortality in this population as well. That's amazing. So this is really important and yeah. we talked about the benefits of being skin to skin after birth and kangaroo care can help um premature babies, but what about the question itself about we talked about earlier wearing your baby? I mean, the uh, Uh, You know, those babies in those carriers, sometimes they look like they're in really weird position, like they're kind of (laughs) smooshed up and bent up, and I kind of worry about them, you know, and what about, like, babies' hips, Um, what about, like, hip dysplasia and stuff like that? Yeah, can you tell our listeners what hip dysplasia is? Well, I kind of remember it. It's the hip joint is a ball and socket joint, and... What's DDH? Developmental dysplasia of the hip. Come on. (laughs) I knew that. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, so the hip joint is a ball and socket joint, and in developmental dysplasia of the hip, what that means is that the hip socket may be shallow, and it lets the ball of the leg bone, the femur, um, slip in and out of the socket, and this can lead to big problems later on with growth and walking. Yeah, that's right, and developmental hip dysplasia is relatively common. It actually occurs in one of every 1,000 live births. It's more commonly seen in females, Breach presentation, so that means instead of being head down, your feet down, or if there's been a family history of hip dysplasia in the past. Right. Anyways, some people do argue that certain baby carriers can increase the risk of developing or worsening hip dysplasia. So we were able to find one study that looked into this, right? Yeah, there was one study that I saw that reviewed sort of the optimal position of the hips in babies. Mm -hmm. And what it came to the conclusion was that the M position of baby wearing is the best um, position in order to facilitate hip healthy hip development. M position. M position. Yeah. So it's also known as the spread and squat position. The way we'll post pictures of this on our website so mm-hmm. that you can see the kind of what to do and what not to do. But legs should be tucked up so that the back of the knees of the baby are above the diaper line. So you can think of it sort of like if the baby's if you're wearing the baby in the front and the baby's head and chest are pressed up against mom, mm-hmm. the knees should be up 
and forming an M with the bottom of the diaper. So I'm seeing exactly what Dr. Lena is illustrating <laughs> to me right now. But, but for those who aren't with Dr. Lena right now, we'll, we'll show a picture of uh, this. Right. The M position. So, yeah. If you think about it, like how babies are historically held. Right, because usually they're like kind of on their mother's hip and they're naturally that's where they're their kind of legs tucked would up be that into way. That position. Mm-hmm. Some people have even argued that it, by holding the babies in this correct position, the M position, you're actually helping mold the hip joint. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I couldn't find any studies actually confirming that, but um, this has been studied to be the optimal position that babies should be held. So if you had one of these products, one of these baby carriers that facilitated appropriate hip positioning, then that, w- that would be a good reason to continue to use it and to mm-hmm. carry your baby that way. Mm-hmm. So what other concerns do parents have about wearing their babies? You know, some people have a huge fear of dropping the infant, which mm-hmm. I think is, you know, especially if they're in one of those weird fancy slings that right, you don't know how to like put on. Slip out or something, right? <laughs> so you should always have someone there with you while you're helping put your baby on, especially in the beginning, and you're Mm -hmm. learning to use it. Others are afraid of possible infant suffocation. Right, because sometimes they'd be kind of squished that way. So how can parents make sure that this doesn't happen? Yeah, it wasn't a legitimate concern. Um, There was a pouch-style carrier that was recalled in 2010 after three infants died of suffocation. Wow, that's really, really horrible. Yeah, so parents need to be aware of the dangers of this horizontal chin-to-chest position. If you think about the infant's um, chin pointing down towards their chest, that can cause positional asphyxia. And that was what caused that in these cases. So really, they need to make sure that their infant's heads are positioned correctly with their um, head and neck in a neutral position when in a sling. So I'm telling you, you really have to be here because Dr. Lena is really demonstrating (laughs) this well. And I'm thinking we need our own YouTube channel rather than a podcast (laughs) so that people can see how well you're showing showing these positions. Yeah, -hmm. Yeah. so... As babies get um, older, um, do they still benefit from being carried? Yeah. So from all accounts, holding your infant close helps facilitate bonding between the infant and you. It prolongs the time spent breastfeeding for Mm -hmm. women who have chosen to breastfeed. And some studies have shown that infants are more likely to cry less. One study claiming up to 50%, although that was the only one, in infants that were carried closer more frequently. Well, of course, we don't want infants to cry for their own sake, but mm-hmm. also, I mean, it's stressful for parents, so yeah. that seems like it's really a benefit. Yeah, it seems like it's worth a shot. Mm-hmm. But it's important to remember that each child is different. So some infants may want nothing to do with being carried, and that is okay, too. So if you put them in a carrier, they might be get all squirmy <laughs> and cry and get yeah. irritable or something. Yeah, I think this is sometimes what's so hard for parents is they have this idea of what they want, you know, mm-hmm. their parenting to be like. They want to be this attachment parent with their child on their back or in a sling. And if if they have one of those babies that's not having it, mm-hmm. you know, that's okay too. You have to learn to adjust and kind of meet your baby where they are. And you can have that bonding in different ways. You don't need to carry your baby. You can cuddle and read a book at night. So one of the most important things is for parents really to be responsive to mm-hmm. their newborns and, and to be responsive to their moods, to their nuances, to their likes and dislikes. Exactly. So every parent and infant dyad should do what works best for them. Okay. So let's summarize some of the main points from today's discussion on the benefits of touch, skin-to-skin care, and baby wearing. 
Right. Skin-to-skin contact with your newborn immediately following delivery is supported and will help establish breastfeeding, regulate the baby's body temperature and blood sugar, and facilitate bonding between the parents and the baby. And if it isn't safe to perform immediately after delivery, the benefits can still be seen when performing it later as well. Yep, and kangaroo care, which is specifically the skin-to-skin in the NICU, has been shown to help premature babies as well as decrease risk of infection, help with temperature, blood sugar control, and decrease the need to be readmitted to the hospital. So wearing your baby in a sling, wrap, or soft carrier is a popular trend, and this can be done safely as long as parents educate themselves about appropriate safety for wearing, including infant hip position and airway protection. That wraps up today's episode of Two Pediatricians in a Podcast. Well, wait a second, because... I didn't do the extra stuff. But it reminds me of a joke, too. Oh, yeah, we don't have a joke? I got a joke. Oh, you do? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of related, but it's hard to find a skin-to-skin or baby-wearing joke. It's hard to find an appropriate skin-to-skin joke. But since we're talking about skin, why should you keep away from dermatologists? (laughs) Oh, no, why? Because they make rash decisions. (laughs) That is a good dermatology joke. I'll give you that. Dr. Dean, I saw that you had a comment in Oprah Magazine um, recently. Yeah, and that was a surprise to me because I don't ever remember talking to anybody from the Oprah Magazine. So I had to go look at that to see where it's from. And that was from a previous interview that I gave about a year ago that was on a different sort of subject. So let me read the title of this article Uh for our listeners. Gabrielle Union calls out mommy shavers who say she shouldn't kiss her newborn daughter on the mouth. Right. So why (laughs) why is this related to skin to skin, and why am I in this article? (laughs) Well, I think that it could be related to skin to skin and that she was showing affection to her newborn, which we support. Mm Mm-hmm. So we thought that this was a great thing that this celebrity, that when she had a newborn, Mm -hmm. that she ended up doing skin to skin, just like we talked about, just like we recommended. Yeah, and she's posting a lot of pictures of her doing skin to skin and cuddling her baby close. And yet somehow they have um, morphed your quote to say that... uh, the baby's immune system is too weak to kiss on the yeah. mouth. <laughs> so, uh, just to clarify, I don't want to sound too defensive, but I mean, I support mothers being close to their babies, mm-hmm. and I think they should kiss their babies. I mm-hmm. think that's a really positive thing. Mm-hmm. And that quote was from a different scenario where I was asked about um, a child who tragically died from um, herpes infection. And when they were um, very young, the, uh, somebody kissed them on the mouth and transmitted herpes to them, mm-hmm. and they ended up dying from herpes. So it was yeah, a real tragedy. tragedy. And so the, the baby's um, immune systems are relatively yeah. weak. They're not quite mature yet, and so it can really um, really harm them because they can't fight off these infections yeah. that, that older children and adults can't. Yeah, so I think it's an, always an important reminder that, you know, we want— everyone to love on new babies. But if you are sick, you know, you just want to have common sense. You don't want to have sick people around your around your infants. Right. But we still support Gabrielle Union's um, <laughs> yes, the <way laughs> closeness. The closeness and the, um, the skin, not only the skin-to-skin contact, but kissing her baby. And she also makes a point 
um, in this that when some other people called her out that maybe this was unsafe, she said everybody who's around that child is vaccinated, completely up to date, and protecting kids against things that can be extremely dangerous to newborns, things like whooping cough. Yep. Amen to that. We support her for that. Well, let me ask you another question, Uh which sometimes people ask me this question, but we talked about this about breastfeeding and all the uh-huh. benefits of breastfeeding, yeah. how important that is. Yeah. Um, does anybody ever ask you, like, were you breastfed as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get that question? No, I would feel like that isn't a well, maybe I've gotten it once or twice. Uh huh. Do you but, know the answer? Yeah, I was. You, oh, you were? Yeah, you don't know the answer? I don't. Oh, <laughs> I don't. That also just tells you probably about the generational difference. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think people talked about that so much. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if you weren't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, but I don't hopefully know for your immune system's sake. Right, right. Well, so far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> right. Right.